You are listening to Freedom Wrangler's main focus. We are going to talk about something amazing in the Word of God today. We can't wait to share our hearts with you. So why don't you sit back, saddle up, and help us wrangle in the freedom of knowing Jesus. Jamie, how you doing today? Girl, I am just chilling like a villain. I'm just kidding. I'm not a villain. <laughs> I was just rhyming. Rhyming. What rhymes with rhyme? Brine. Brine. Lime. Time. How many can we go? What word can you not rhyme anything with? Um, or rather, what color can you not rhyme? What color? Yeah, it's a color. Yeah, no, not yellow. Mm-hmm. I think yellow. you said it. Purple. What word rhymes with purple? Nurple? Yeah, purple. there is no word for purple, purple that you can write purple. Purple. Purple people eater. Yeah, there's nothing out there. Like, like what rhymes with the word purple? Nothing. Anyways, useless information for you guys out there, Freedom Wranglers. You can now test the skills and knowledge of those around you by what rhymes with the word purple. Anyway. Yeah, we're really, we're really being silly. (laughs) We are. We are. This is your main focus for the week. And um, Jamie and I've got a couple of different things we want to bring to you guys, but you know, we believe in the joy of the Lord. We believe in laughing. We're real people. We're real crazy people too. So yeah. Um, but uh, Jamie, you were sharing a little bit of your heart and what you were talking about, and I just loved it, what you were saying earlier. So, um, you know, you want to, do you want to tap into that a little bit about, you're talking about Joseph, I think. Yes. So um, I was just thinking about uh, Joseph's life, you know, and this is in Genesis uh 30 or yeah. let's see genesis 39 it's like genesis 38 39 and um i was just thinking about joseph and how he was he came from being a prisoner to a prince mm-hmm. you know he was sold by his brothers to egypt where he ultimately became the ruler of the land mm-hmm. second to the king yeah yeah king pharaoh Ramses and the, the brothers, huh? It was Ramses the second. Ramsey the second. Ramses the second was the pharaoh that he was second in command to. And yes, ma'am. And the brothers threw him. So he had brothers, and um, they went ahead and they were jealous of him because he had dreams mm-hmm. of ruling one day, mm-hmm. and he told them that he was going to rule over them. And the brothers, they got jealous. They got jelly. <laughs> and they threw him in a pit. Mm. And in a short while later, they they spotted an Arab caravan <laughs> passing the scene. And the brothers sold Joseph, their mm. brother, to the traders. And he was eventually brought to Egypt. Mm. And he was the youngest son. Yes of jacob yeah 
and he was his favorite son because he was the son of Sarah, who he loved. So here he is, the youngest, and his brothers really despised him. I mean, can you imagine? Not only is he the favorite, he's going to tell all of us about his dreams, about how we're going to go ahead and we're going to, you know, serve him. He's going to be the Lord. Yeah. Wow. So it was pretty intense, the whole jealousy thing that they had for him to the point of like practically killing him. Yeah. They wanted to kill him. Yeah. And then that wasn't it Reuben that stopped that and said, oh, let's just sell him on, you know? Yep. Mm. So he was sold to Potiphar, one of the king's pharaohs, pharaoh's ministers. And then for a while, things started to look up for young Joseph. He had divine success. And it enabled him to find favor in the master's eyes. Yeah. And he was appointed head of Potiphar's estate. But it did not last long. Because his wife, Mm -hmm. Potiphar's wife, was attracted to him because of his handsome looks. (laughs) He was handsome. So Potiphar... Potiphar's wife had a crush on him uh-huh. and she desired to be intimate with him. And to her dismay, Joseph continuously refused her. And one day when no one was home, other than the two of them, the mistress grasps his garment, demanded that he can sit. Thinking quickly, <laughs> Joseph slid out of his cloak and ran outside. So this self-control earned him Joseph the righteous. Yeah. But it also gave him, you know, she lied about him and he ended up in prison for 13 years because of her. That's right. Yep. So he was, he was in prison and that's when a lot of ministry started happening for him. That's when he started interpreting dreams Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, told the people that, you know, that the baker was a baker died and the cupbearer was going to be set free. Mm -hmm. And so, and then that word got around, got word got around that he could do that. And then he was able to Mm -hmm. find favor again. Yeah. And it wasn't until 13 years later, because the, the, he promised, he said, I'll remember you, Joseph. I'll tell others about you. And he forgot about Joseph as soon as he got out of prison. And then it wasn't until Pharaoh had a dream that he didn't understand and nobody could interpret it, that he was reminded, oh, I knew this guy in prison way back in the day. (laughs) Let me see if he's still there. But he was also put in charge in the prison, which you're just like here. He's like the prisoner in charge of the prison. Well, he's, yeah, he's in charge of all the other prisoners. And you're like, he had such favor no matter where he went. That's right. So, th- so it's like the story highlights uh, the proper attitude toward difficult and misfortune. Mm-hmm. Upon discovering Joseph's identity, his brothers were sure he would have utilized his imperial powers to exact rem- vengeance, revenge against them for their evil conduct. But that's not what happened. No, that's not what happened. So his sentiments expressed, Joseph, were were quite the opposite. But now do not, it says, but now do not, 
be sad and let it not trouble you that you sold me here. So he's talking to his brothers for it was to preserve life that God sent me before you. You did not send me here, but God. So God had it all planned out for his life. Yes. And he recognized it. He saw it. He didn't harbor bitterness and resentment. And that was like, he was a little bit sneaky. He didn't reveal himself right away to his brothers. It wasn't until he said, you, you come back and then, you know, and so they, um, then they had to come back and then he revealed himself, but he, he weeped bitterly. The Bible says he left the room and he, um, as they say in Scotland, he broke his heart. He was weeping and crying so that, and it was so much that the, um, servants of his household heard it. And that Mm -hmm. was not a common thing for them. They don't just, you know, the Egyptians did not display their emotions that way. So that was a hard day. Like, Whoa, what's going on with Joe over there? He's having a moment, you know, that must have been so hard that all this time has gone by and you haven't seen them. And here they are knocking on your door, asking for food. And you're the one that can supply. He, He could be merciful or he could supply vengeance. Yeah. Ooh, that's heavy. Yes. It's such a wonderful uh, story. Uh, it just touched me so much because I just look at my life and all the trials that I've been through and how God has been faithful. And he knew that I was going to come to the point in my life right now of his redeeming love and being able to receive it yeah. and to be able to help others that are going through uh, trials right now. And I'm so thankful for that. You just look at this picture and it reminds me of just Christ. You know, he came down as a lowly man, fragile. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but he was the King of Kings Mm -hmm. and he still was able to come down and he could have, enacted vengeance on us you know could have that's right he had all the power to do so but he came to love us and to redeem us and to be the bread and that's what joseph did he he made sure that the famine that that his family had bread yeah 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 it was a position about oh yeah and how god positioned him and placed him a second in command, if God hadn't done that, if Joseph hadn't been through from the prison to the palace, if he hadn't been through that, then he wouldn't have been positioned to help take care of his family. Amen. And that's God positions us. God does things that at the time that they're taking place, we don't understand about them. And that is, you know, where I've been at is a verse that really, it's been a life verse of mine. And I read it again the other day and it really just highlighted some things. And for me that I was like, Lord, why? And uh, it's Proverbs three, five, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Let me go into verse six, because it says in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So those two verses, Proverbs three, five, and six have always just been something that I have fallen back to that I have to trust God. And if I trust him and I acknowledge him, he'll direct my path. We, as I've shared, you know, learning to trust God is not easy. Um, 
And to see his hand in every situation isn't easy, but it's key. Good and bad, you have to see God's hand. And Joseph is a great example of that. He never walked away from God. He never blamed God. He just pursued God the best way he knew how, and God gave him favor. And, uh, you know, we got COVID in our family, and I immediately was like, why, God? (laughs) Why did we get COVID? And uh, because we'd been healthy for two years, no issues. And he answered me. He said, because I'm good. And I thought for a moment, I was like, um, I got to sit and think about this one, God, because you're good. I got COVID. My, my mother-in-law got COVID. My husband got COVID. What? Okay. How does my family getting sick show the goodness of God? And so as I sat back, the Lord showed me a couple of things. First thing he showed me was that we had it, the three of us, but there were four of us in the house and my son didn't get it. The second thing was we didn't have it severely. The third thing was we all recovered amazingly. And the fourth one is we gained extra time with family, John's mom, that we hadn't seen since January 2020. So the things that shows me of God, it shows his um, the his amazing ways that he just demonstrates himself to us and a couple of his attributes and the attributes are his protection yes his mercy increase and restoration so he protected our son who has you know a compromised immune system he showed mercy by not letting us have it severely that's right he showed restoration because we all recovered and then he showed increase by allowing us to have that extra time with family. The Bible talks about um, that, that he will restore what the locusts ate. And I mm-hmm. felt like that during that time with my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. he restored the time we'd lost. He gave us, you know, an extra, basically two and a half weeks with her that we wouldn't have had otherwise because she was supposed to go and, you know, but it's just amazing. And so for me, it's like, what a wonderful God we serve. That in the midst of being unwell and having COVID, he still shows you his good. He still shows you his faithfulness. So if we can learn to trust him in those times, in the moments when we're like, oh, Lord, why me? (laughs) He shows up and he answers you. Um, It's not just about all the good stuff that you should see his hand. You should be able to see his hand in every aspect of your life. Yes. And you know, I think that's interesting. You brought that up because there's a lot of, I mean, I, and I have to say, I, I might've been guilt. I have been guilty of that in my past where, um, you know, I, I always thought that, okay, God, if I just ask for healing for something that is just going to happen and it's just going to be great, everything's going to be good. You know, I, I did that. I mean, with my mother, you know, she had cancer and I've speaking, spoken to y'all about this before in the past, and, you know, she had cancer and I, I believe in faith and healing. And I believe that you can pray over things and things will be, he- you can be healed. And, you know, I still believe that. Um, and I did pray that my mother would be healed at the hospital, that she would be able to go home and she'd be back to normal and everything would be great. I prayed earnestly over her for hours. Mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, 
Jesus healed her, but she was healed in heaven. Mm -hmm. And God gave me glimpses of that too. And I was discouraged when mom did pass away. I was discouraged and I admit that. Um, but God also, like with you, he gave me glimpses that in preparing me that my mom was going to pass away, you know, just little things like, uh, knowing that she was going to be, um, reunion with my father in heaven. She found out her cancer treatment wasn't working on my dad's birthday. Wow. She passed away Father's Day weekend. Mm. So the Lord, he prepared my heart for this stuff and letting me know, honey, I love you, but she's going to be healed in my presence. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is encouraging to me. And if we just kind of look at the hindsight, I know it's tough when you're going through stuff right now, the tough stuff getting sick, you know, may got COVID or a family member dying and it's very grievous or a family member not doing well or uh, anything accident. But just look at the hindsight of, of things that the father, he may have been preparing you for Mm -hmm. and you'll see his hand through the whole thing, through the, the things that you don't see, his hand was there comforting you and preparing you for those moments. Yeah. You can see what I call the fingerprints of God all over your life. If you'll just take time to look and he may not answer every prayer the way you expect him to. Mm -hmm. Chances are, I mean, um, you know, you might be praying for, uh, you could be praying for anything. He doesn't answer things the way that we expect them to be answered, but he answers. And he yes. doesn't always answer the in the time frame we expect him to answer. But it doesn't mean that we stop praying. It doesn't mean that we stop believing. I think one of the greatest phrases that I have held on to is that no matter what in my life, I still believe. I right. still believe. I have not stopped believing. Um, you know, and there have been trials and tribulations in my life but I still believe. And I told the Lord one day, I said, Lord, I don't care what happens. I don't care if you answer all my prayers or you don't, I will serve you until my last breath. I will always trust you. And that's why that verse is just so powerful because we have to learn to praise the Lord in the middle of the storm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't just praise him in the good times. And I don't have an answer as to why he didn't heal your mom and he might heal somebody else or why, you know, my son has muscular dystrophy and he has not been healed. I still pray and believe that the Lord can heal him. If he doesn't, I'll still trust him. I'm not going to lose my trust and faith in God because he's still been good to me. He's still provided for me. And that's why when I I looked back and I was like, man, why'd we get COVID Lord? I've been praying over our family. I've been doing this. I've taken that. And it was just like, he just like spoke to me without missing a beat. And he's like, cause I'm good, Shonda. And I'm like, um, and that's, but, but the Bible says his ways are not our ways. Yes. There's a mystery that revolves around our God, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, and the same thing for Joseph. I bet you there were moments he thought, why Lord? Yeah. You gave me the dream. Why? You gave me the dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just told him what you gave me. Yeah. Ooh, you know, so here, yeah. you gotta it, it is um 
Joseph is just such an unbelievable story of holding on. Because that time must have been so hard for him. The rejection of his family, being young and thrown into prison. Some crazy lady wants to take advantage of you. I mean, a married woman. You look at all this stuff and you just think he still held on. And then God still used him. And at every location that he was at, God used him. Yes, he had the favor of God upon his life. And so I think, you know, that's, that's very timely that we all need to recognize no matter what's going on in our world, yeah. no matter what's going on in our little four walls of our home, he's still good. Just trust him. Yeah. If you will trust him, if you will acknowledge him, he'll direct your path. Yeah. He'll guide you. He brings everything full circle too. Yes. And he's always on time. And I just, I, I think of Joseph. When he's in his regalia and he's all, you know, in this, uh, you know, very uh, studious and kingly presentation before yeah. his brothers. All Egyptian. just making him want to cry. Yeah. And knowing that everything became full circle for him as he's looking the very people, his family in the eyes yeah. that wanted to kill him and they sold him. And he had the choice to either be gracious or he could have dropped the hammer on them and not gave them anything. Yep. Yep. And he decided to be the bigger man and show the love. And I just, that must have been humbling for his brothers. I tell you what. (laughs) That's like when Jesus comes back. That's yeah. like when Jesus comes back and the Jews finally realize that they crucified our Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're Messiah. And and I think that it's um gosh, what a what a moment it must have been. I wish that I could have been a fly on the wall to have seen that take place between Joseph and his brothers. The the redemption. Yeah that moment. And and really what it is, is it's a foreshadowing of what Jesus did for us. It is, it's the old Testament story of seeing how, you know, he forgave really the unforgivable. He didn't have to forgive them. Mm -hmm. And they deserved to death. That's, that's right. That's right. But he chose to forgive them just as our savior chooses to forgive us, chooses to provide for us, make sure that we never do without. And here they are. And it's like, whew, it is a powerful, powerful, I, I say story, but it's, it's a powerful review mm-hmm. of the life of a very important young man in the Bible. Yes. That never yes. gave up on God because he knew God yes. never gave up on him. I mean, he was burst in hope mm-hmm. he was you know yep, he, he wasn't was. supposed to be bored because That's his right. parents were too old mm-hmm. it's another one there's another you're too old and you look at that and it's just like wow he shouldn't have even existed you know everybody knows the story the code of the many colors and all these things because he was the favorite but it's he wasn't even supposed to be he wasn't yeah and if he hadn't been then 
There would have been nobody in Egypt. There would have been nobody to feed the family. God knew. God takes our circumstances and he positions us in places that we have no idea. And it's called the waiting. It's that waiting room. It is that time where you have to wait on God and you don't understand it. You feel like, really? Is this the place you put me? Yeah. But you got to wait on him. You know, the prophet Elijah went through the exact same thing. He went through a waiting period of three years before God showed his glory after he was running from Ahab and Jezebel. There's just so much that we could unpack with so many different people in the Bible. And maybe we'll talk about Elijah sometime next week and about the waiting room that is there. So that's so true, girl. And, you know, with the day and age that we're living in right now, Mm -hmm. you know, as believers, we do need to wait on the Lord and his Holy spirit, the prompting of the spirit for decisions to be made. That's it. Uh, especially, you know, like I said, I, I think that this shot was a precursor. It's a precursor for the, for the mark. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't and, despise these moments that are taking place. We have to look at them. Yeah. And we have to ask God to, to show us through spiritual eyes, what's taking place. And like right. you're saying the precursor to the mark of the beast, the things that we're seeing are, it's setting the stage. We've said it before. And, um, and I think that, uh, you know, God's denials, because sometimes, like you said, he didn't, your prayer wasn't answered in the way you expected for your mom. His delays are not his denials. Yeah. And we have to remember that because we work on a different time frame than God. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, he, his ways are better than my thoughts. They're so much higher, so much higher, but we want to encourage you guys to look at the story of Joseph, look at his life and how God used him. And remember Proverbs three, five, and six, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him. And he's going to direct your path. It's not going to always be easy. There's going to be some mountains to climb, but he's going to direct you. That's right. And he's faithful. He's always faithful. Yes. Yes, he is. He is so good. He's a good God. Well, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. We love you. We'll be back next week. Have a wonderful week. And and remember the freedom in Christ, just like Joseph had. That's right. Yes, there is freedom. Mm -hmm. There's freedom in Christ. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. Love y'all. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Freedom Wranglers. That music right there is Later Alligator by Shane Ivers, and you can find that at www.silvermansound.com. We also want to thank Goodman Ministries for all of their financial support for this podcast. Now, don't you forget to saddle up, sit back, and wrangle in freedom this week.